ago, I uh, made some decisions that would affect my life. I broke up with my fiance of 12 years, and I also made a conscious decision to stop using drugs and drinking. And that has been very impactful for me, not only as a human being, but as a drag queen. I'm not completely found, but I'm not as lost as I used to be. Mm. If that makes any sense. Oh, that sounds like a gospel song. <laughs> I want to hear Albertina Walker sing that song. <laughs> and you stick with those friends in those places that you and I both know about. Because I think what you're going to find is they will help you. I guess I wouldn't be here today without those friends. I wouldn't be here. It's a beautiful moment for me because I needed this meeting. I needed this, and I'm so happy that there's somebody here that I can relate to with this. And it just so happens to be the person that I look up to the most. It's a real, real gift. Thank you. And you can you can honor that gift by shining and sewing and cooking. I'll bring my potato salad. Is that your signature dish? With raisins and MSG. <laughs> You can leave out the MSG. No, my campaign is Jujube for MSG. <laughs> vote for me. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, well, you got my vote. I'm gonna let you get to work. It looks like you got a piece of fabric here that you have not cut, you have not patterned, you have not done a damn thing to. <laughs> I folded it in half. You folded it in half. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you get to it. Thank you, Mama. Thank you so much. I'll see you out there. Yes, ma'am. Well, in general, there's nothing I like more than talking through tears. And I can always rely on Drag Race. I can always rely on RuPaul to come into that workroom and say, all right, this is the moment. This is when we're going to get some talking through tears. And this episode delivered. I, I really, I, um, you know, not to trivialize it, but like I, uh, this is the kind of heartfelt shit I'm looking for like three quarters into the season, you know? I hear you completely. You know, it's so funny that it's, this type of episode where the fact that it's a competition doesn't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that the wrong person went home in my mind and we can talk about that all we want later as basically a, an afterthought because the first thought is, oh, right, we get these stories. Oh, right, we get all of these characters that we can you know, fall in love with and, and relate to and see ourselves in. And uh, yeah, at, at, at this point, it's like, it's, it's this type of episode that you appreciate RuPaul's Drag Race for being a reality show and not just some stupid competition that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I feel like th- this is the stuff that we kind of like launch from because it's like the, you know, was India lying? Was Alexis lying? Like, I don't, I don't give two shits. Uh, India was lying. But blah, blah, I, blah. Blah, blah, blah. But it's, I think this is where, you know, when we kind of make the argument that like RuPaul's Drag Race is more than just this like, you know, beady, beady little TV show when, when it's doing something more. I think in particular when it talks about sobriety, uh, I think that just never gets old because that is, you know, we've talked about it a thousand times. Like that is an ongoing topic, especially in the queer community of like, and especially among drag queens of like um, navigating, potentially being sober and then still working in a world where, you know, uh, you're just surrounded by alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So many queer spaces are centered around alcohol. And, and I think it's a, it's a discussion that is, rarely talked about because 
uh, yeah, most of the queer spaces are male dominated and it's a, a part of being numb. It's a part of loosening up. But, you know, there's a lot of things that it facilitates that are good and bad. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it would be hard to see a drag show at 2 a.m. completely sober. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, the other discussion, obviously, in this episode uh, that I think is so important on a, a queer reality show is the idea of wanting your father to celebrate you in the audience, right? Mm. Um, and, and you know, that idea of fathers uh, consistently comes up. And, and, and not to mention mothers as well. Because um, I even think in this episode we, we heard about Alexis as a drag mother. We didn't really get too deeply into it, but uh, there is that discussion that was sort of there as well. Um, and, yeah, I, I, there's a nuance in this that just kills me that I love and I know that RuPaul can kind of come off on these moments as chasing her Emmy and kind of being a little phony, but it's this nuance where I'm like, oh, right, RuPaul is in the thicket of this. It's when she says, you stick with those friends in those places that you and I both know about, and then she dies inside and she says, because... She just breaks on that word yeah. because. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> just like you just did right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's just, you know, <laughs> guest co-host Brenda Vaccaro over here. Sorry. Um, yeah, totally. Just when, yeah. When she does that, it, uh, it reminds me. Oh, right. The Poppies episode on What's the Tea. When she talks about the Wizard of Oz and that what the Poppies represent in in that movie for RuPaul and how you need those friends in your life to yeah to sometimes wake you up right to pull you out of it yeah I agree I, I mean the the bitter way of looking at this is like oh here's Ru chasing her Emmy but I think when it, I I agree I think when it comes to things like sobriety when it comes to that topic and when it comes to like the you know knowing what the alternative is and knowing what the struggle is when you're in the poppy field. Like I think Rue is genuine. I think that's all real. I think those emotions are real. I think, uh, I, I think you and I both navigated stuff like that in our own lives. I, mm -hmm. I so I'm like, I, so I don't question it. Cause I'm like, yeah, no, I completely get what you're talking about. Like I get why someone who's gotten sober and gotten out of the clutches of that, um, would still be emotional about it. And especially when you're sober, you like feel all your emotions. Oh, again. Um, totally. Totally. So I, I, I don't think that this is bullshit. And I know it's easy to spin that as like, oh, this is the episode where, you know, Rue goes in for the heartfelt moment. But the topic, regardless of that, the topic is real. And like, I don't think Rue's just using that for, you know, an award. Yeah. And I've watched how many fucking seasons of a drag competition. And I still cried watching this. I, oh, I definitely yeah. did. And it's because I can totally, it, it's a story that I see in myself, as you said, it's, and I'm so happy to know that, that the story is being told and that I'm not crazy that yes, like mm -hmm. it is hard. You do get paralyzed by life sometimes and you do numb yourself and you eventually do have to get out of it. And that idea of, you know, cutting yourself off from people that were not healthy, right? Like I loved how... Jujubee kind of went into that yeah. um, This idea of like well no I Yeah my family now is the, the, the people I met at my meetings were all broken Inside and then it, it would not be Alright Mayor if we didn't talk about That goddamn quote that I love So much right uh, th The idea of being lost 
uh, not completely lost, right? Right, but um, yeah, yeah, not uh, not totally found, but not, but still, you know, I'm not completely kind of... found, but I'm not as lost as I used to be. That's what it is, and, yeah. And it's it, it it's great. There's no there's no end point. It's not about mm. the end. Nobody ever arrives. We're all no. continuously on this journey, and I just I love that reminder on this t- ticky tacky little drag show, right? right? I just love that. Yeah, it never ends. You get off an exit ramp and you're like, I just left this town. What am I doing here again? This is fucking stupid. Like, it is it is the ongoing journey. And I mean, we had kind of a, I feel like an unrecorded Only Mary's episode the other day. And, and so kind of a continuation from that. Like, I've really been thinking about it. And I really think it's like time for me to get sober. And like, I've mm. stopped smoking pot. And I don't really want to again. And um and that's one of the things I'm thinking about is like, oh, there are people in my life that I kind of need to not see anymore because they're my stoner friends. And, right. and right. it's like, and it, I, and this is no judgment to anyone who smokes pot. It doesn't work for me. Um, but that, so really like, I don't know this, I feel like this episode, I am one of those queer people watching Drag Race, hearing Jujubee's story and saying, okay, yeah, I think... I think this is making sense to me. So, like, it isn't, like, again, like, you could call this an Emmy moment, but there's a lot of people out there, myself included, who, like, needed to hear that conversation. Absolutely. And, you know, this conversation, and then even, I just love how effortlessly RuPaul can bring Juju, while they're literally laughing through the tears, right? Like, that, mm-hmm. I, I love that about people that see each other. And I think that in this moment, like, I think RuPaul and Jujubee, like, saw each other in this moment so mm. that they were able to take this very heavy moment and then Jujubee to be, like, with raisins and MSG. And mm-hmm. then it, it just, just kind of spirals to there. And then I think what also just kind of hit me, probably not intentionally in terms of the episode, but... When RuPaul says, it looks like you have a piece of fabric here that you have not cut, you have not patterned, mm-hmm. you have not done a damn thing to. And I'm just like, oh, my God, isn't that my life? Right. <laughs> well, you know, and then I think, but then the follow-up of Jujubee's response, well, I folded it in half. Yes, like, I feel celebrate like, well, that. Yes. celebrate that. <laughs> and that moment, again, not to call it in Act 1, but that is my BSA of the week moment, is the, is the laughing through the end of the tears on I folded it in half because I know exactly <laughs> what that emotional note is. Yes. It's that weird emotional transition from crying to laughing. And mm. I, I love that. And it's, yeah, right as the metaphor of like, I, well, I folded it in half, you know? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I shimmied it around the table a little bit. Like, some days, yeah. You wiggled your got. big toe, right? Isn't that from yep. uh, Kill Bill? You wiggled your big toe. Yes. You have to yes. start fucking there wiggle your big toe and just keep saying it until you wiggle it and then eventually you're going to wiggle your foot and then eventually you're going to come out of it and you're going to be stronger oh i just love it yes yeah, start with folding it in half girl yeah <laughs> yeah and it, it just that was a really uh it was i mean I, and of course and I, I know we haven't we haven't really talked about how much we like jujube this season like i know <laughs> we haven't really brought her up very much and I feel like people are like, oh, you guys are Team Jujubee. Wow, that's really surprising. Um, but I mean, couldn't I couldn't have been a better queen for this moment. I mean, oh, I completely. just like couldn't love this queen more, you know? She's she's so present and mm-hmm. she's so uh she effortlessly enters these conversations with such authenticity. And I know that it's a version of herself, right? I'm aware mm-hmm. of that. But yeah. 
I, watching her like this, I'm like, I think she needs her own reality show. This whole episode, I was like, everything she's doing, I find interesting. <laughs> right. Right. It's that thing of like, no matter what you're doing, I'm intrigued. And I mean, it's great that she's on Dragnificent, but it's it's kind of like what we talked about when she played Eartha Kit. I'm like, I want to see her doing everything. You know, go food shopping, you know, mm-hmm. fold the laundry, you know, uh, take yeah. the dog to be groomed. I just want to like, or the cat, we should really. The cat, I mean, that's right. Oh, and I should, cat. I think it was in... I don't remember. I think it, I don't think it was untucked. I think it was this, this thing I saw on YouTube that they just dropped today or Sunday of like Trixie interviewing the girls backstage and uh, uh, Jujubee kind of talks a little bit about, you know, she's got this higher power who's a cat. And so she said, so she, so she sees her higher power as a cat and she's like, cat, what should I do? And she listens to that cat. And I was like, well, I didn't make the choice, but forevermore, like, you're my queen. The fact that Ugh. not only are you getting sober, your higher power is a cat. I Ugh. Like, the universe couldn't be less subtle. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's just, uh, just as a moment of appreciation, again, for Jujube here, the, she, she came on on season two, okay, runner-up. Right. What about me? What about Juju B? She mm-hmm. said to the universe. Then she was on Drag U. What you say about Drag U? Mm-hmm. And a lot of lives. Save a lot of people. Th- yes, that's correct. And then she went on to. She was on. She's. She's just been in the drag sphere mm-hmm. in the conversation since. Right. She's done pit stop. She's been in music videos. She's. She's been done like fashion a snatch photo game review. Guest. She's yeah. a snatch game guest. Exactly on on mm-hmm. All Stars. Uh, you know, she has not left. She did drag me down the aisle slash Dragnificent. She just hasn't left the conversation. And, she, you know, All-Stars won, you know? I mean, like, she's been doing this. Yeah. And I, the fact that she comes on to All-Stars 5, and to be perfectly frank with you, and I know this is going to sound shady, but I absolutely don't. Juju B didn't need to do much of a glow up. She knows exactly what type of drag sh- queen she is, and that's and it's and what she is promoting is excellence. It's like a Bianca Del Rio. She's wearing these similar kind of uh, the, these niche dresses, right? This niche look. The wigs are obvious for Juju B. They're all you can always tell that it's Juju B. She's never mm-hmm. trying to like go out of her lane. And I think that's what's so refreshing is that everything she does, I just get Juju B. Yes, she is like a good, reliable slice of pizza. Mm. And there you go. There you are defining further defining a pizza queen. At, at this point, if our listeners don't know what a pizza queen is, I will say it again just in case. A pizza queen is a queen who we love regardless of how she does in the challenge or how she looks on the runway. Because much like pizza, even when she's not good, it's still pizza, and we love pizza. That's um, correct. But, uh, <laughs> but and she is our pizza queen supreme. But I think that's it. Is like, I don't need you to be anything more than a reliable, like, plain slice on a plate. You know? Because, because if you do it right... I don't put pepperoni on it. Don't put, don't, don't mess up magic. And I think sure. that's, and she didn't, and you know, in a, in a non pizza related way, she didn't come, it seems to all stars five with like something to prove like in right. or like Angina or like Mariah or a lot of these other Queens. Or she even just came, a Shea. Yeah. yeah. Even, a, yeah. Even a Shay. Like she just kind of came to play the game again. And mm-hmm. I think that she is, knows what this game is. Yeah. 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 And it's very yeah. clear in just how she, her energy in the show is that she's just, she doesn't fight with anybody. She knows how to have a good time. She's, she doesn't take it too seriously. Um, right, right. It's really like a gold standard of how to do this show. 
Uh, it's just so refreshing. Um, mm-hmm. I want to continue talking about Jujubee and how she performed on this episode before we talk about the other queens. But before we do, Mary, let's tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm created with this beady, beady little TV show. I'm Johnny, but most people call me Amber. And I'm Colin, and I'm wearing a spandex Leo. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to get that out of the way now, so I don't have to talk about it later. (laughs) A spandex Leo. What's a spandex Leo? That's what Miss Cracker says she's wearing. You know, like Rue's like, you guys ready to lip sync? I mean, paraphrasing. And Cracker says, well, I'm wearing a spandex Leo. Oh, spandex Leo. And it just makes me, it made me think of like season seven, the top three, uh, or maybe it was the the top four. It was like the final challenge before the finale. And I remember them talking about like choreography. And I remember the way Ginger was saying something about like, well, you didn't nail the choreo. And it was the first time I heard someone abbreviate choreography to choreo. Oh, and and you hated it. Oh, it was thumbtacks (laughs) in my mouth. It just didn't. Like, ah, ah, thumbtacks. I I just find that real, that I'm not a, I'm not a dancer. So I don't, I don't, that, uh, that abbreviation is new to me and is um, a little clunky dunk. But that's what that made me think of. Okay. Okay. Uh, is 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 it the same way as like when musical theater kids will say Les Mis? Yes. Or fiddler. Yeah. Fiddler. Right. Mm-hmm, right. What's the other yeah. one you hate? Oh, there's, oh, one, there's one, one I hate. There's one I hate. Oh, what is it? Um, <laughs> oof. There's one I hate. Yeah. Fiddler. Uh, uh, fiddler. Um, <laughs> I mean, again. I feel like, call, like I mean, they don't abbreviate "bye bye birdie" to "birdie" because it's like people like to say the, all the three B's: "bye bye birdie," you know. Oh, um, I see. Uh, well, yeah, and they, they a phantom makes sense to me. Phantom, oh, phantom is so pretentious. Oh really? my god, I think phantom is fine. That makes sense to me because phantom of the opera sounds like, ugh, why'd you? Have it's to a say mouthful. The whole thing? Yeah, it's a mouthful, but just like saying phantom is so like, either you know or you don't. If that's what it is, it's so like. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just an old stick in the mud. <laughs> sure you are. I I'm know. just an old stick in the mud. I um, know. Can I just, before we move on from that great talking through tears moment, uh, anti-stick in the mud moment is I will give it to Rue when they're talking about the MSG and, and RuPaul says something about like, well, you can leave out the MSG. And mm. she does this funny little dance with her leg. Yeah, she goes down. Yeah, like, she goes down. Yeah. 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 Um, I just, I don't know. That was just it's a cute this, little. Uh, it's kind of like, um, you know, Toy Story, Woody, uh-huh. uh, like that type of doll. She, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, you can hold it up and it looks like it has shape, but the minute you let go, it'll just kind of buckle. She just kind of yeah. buckles. Yeah. 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 No, she yeah. was great in that moment. I mean, we haven't spent a lot of time on our main episodes kind of talking about RuPaul as a host because we've spent a lot of Drag Race Canada recaps talking about RuPaul as a host, but you got to give it to her, Biella. RuPaul is a fucking host. Like, she can do this job. And as much as the operative word is is a job. Yeah. Right, right. As much as we kind of want to, you know, criticize her for chasing the Emmys or and all of that and, and so many other things outside of the show. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of these queens still kind of defend RuPaul and I think you know you have Juju B in this moment being like dude like the one person here who gets my story is the o- other person that I idolize and then you have Shea Coulee who's also defending RuPaul offline because I think RuPaul was getting shit about how 
she handled uh, or how she responded to Shay's story oh, about her dad and her sister. I saw that tweet. Yeah. 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 And I was happy that she tweeted that out. She's like, look, the production and RuPaul both gave me a lot to make sure I was OK after this moment. Like you don't see everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I think that's important to remember, you know, that we're also not seeing everything. Um, well, yeah. So, I mean, I I feel like I. Well, I understand, you know, the the infamous, like, when these cameras aren't rolling, like, (laughs) none of this matters. I understand the kind of uh, chilliness or callousness of that if you're looking at RuPaul as, like, your idol that you want to have a moment to connect with. But I I guess I at least can understand another viewpoint of, like, we are here making a TV show. We are here to do a job, and, like, we have to capture those moments. So, like, I, I get the kind of... It's because it's like so many people get so much out of this. I mean, here we go, going on and on the first act of the show about Jujubee and sobriety and all that. People get so much out of this show that it's like you forget, well, this doesn't, it isn't just like turn on the camera and let's hope we capture magic. Like, mm. they, you have to be kind of strategic about it and you have to make a TV show. Um, and so, like, I don't know. I agree. I respect. I realize there's lots of other issues, but if we're just talking about it as a TV show host, if that's all we're talking about. If that's all we're talking about, you know, like I'm sure Kelly Ripa's got some bad days in her in her past too. But as a TV host, it's like, yeah, all right, not bad. Um, yeah, as a TV host, I think RuPaul uh, is really good at his job. Yeah, I and and for featuring moments like the ones we got with Shay and with Jujubee, and just to kind of uh, break down Jujubee, so. Uh, not breakdown, but kind of continue on with Juju B. So I think that there is a consensus for many people that Juju B could have or should have won this episode. And again, I want to just reiterate, like the competition side of things right now, I'm kind of like they really became second on this episode for me. But now we're talking about things that are second. And I, you know, it's... There's thoughts on Blair, which we'll get to. There's thoughts on Alexis that we'll get to. Even thoughts on Shay that we'll get to. But uh, let's just focus on Jujubee and then maybe Cracker. So Jujubee, this entire episode was perfect. She did the reality show part and the competition part wonderfully. Why didn't she win? I don't know. I... um... I really liked her look, and I realized there were some, you know, weird little hems, whatever. Uh, but I really liked her look. I liked her energy. I mean, I, I may be slightly subjective about Jujubee. I, I mean, to be honest, if we're going to talk about, like, favorite look or the one I thought was, like, the best, I actually thought oh, it was Alexis's. Yes. Yes. Honestly, I was like— yes. I was like, it's such a look, and it's mm. so cool. And— uh, you know, yeah, we'll talk about Cracker. It was great, but like in terms of like, whoa, like who gave me the biggest show? Alexis. Yes. Yeah. Um, ne- yeah. Next to the other queens standing up there, it was fucking amazing. She had a kiddie pool in her goddamn skirt. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? She looked impeccable. I didn't notice any. I mean, I know, like, like uh, was it Carson who was like, Oh, I don't know about that. Where where it drops. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Like, you sound ridiculous right now. You're going to pop your swimmies. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you can can read her for her ex-housekeeper all you want. But that look that she made. Yeah. She fucking made that look. That was the look to beat. Now, back to... uh, 
Ms. Jujube. So she, well, I'll talk about her look, right? To me, it was the most kind of put together. And I'll yeah. talk about Cracker in a second, but like it was the most put together. It was very camp and it, it, it also kind of worked on the runway for a campy runway, right? With just all these watermelons and melons. And I also believe, and I think I mentioned this earlier, like it was very Jujubee's voice. It was, it made sense for her to wear it. It mm-hmm. wasn't like she was, that it was wearing her. She fucking made that. And I thought it looked great. I didn't notice anything with the seams, but then again, you know, know anything about fa- fashion, but mm. I thought she sold it. Yeah, I I agree. When and when she came out, I mean, especially after Amber in the hat, I thought, oh, like Jujubee could win this. Like, what if she yes. wins this? What if this is like when Adore won the ball? You know, and it was like mm. you didn't expect it, and then she turned it out. I mm. I would have been totally fine with it. I just, I mean, I, yeah, I thought she was great, and I think in terms of you know, uh, I mean, Alexis, I think still had the strongest look. But I didn't think Alexis's, you know, surprise barbecue cousin was any less funny than most of the others. Like, I wasn't, my knees did not get slapped. Yeah, I think after Jujubee, because Crackers was funny, and then Jujubee's was the funniest. And then you had Blair, and then you had Shay, and then you had Alexis, and you were kind of like, Oh, it just kind of wore off because you heard the Mad Libs of yes. the challenge. You know yeah, what I mean? Rue is not is only blank. my blank. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Most people call me blank. For the backyard blank, I brought my world famous blank. Today I'm planning to spill a little secret blank. Right. I, you kind of got used to it. So it wasn't as shocking when Cracker came out. And then when Juju came out, when Juju came out in that huge hat and she, you heard her say, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> I didn't want to come. Ugh. I just felt like even more heard and seen than I'd ever felt before. <laughs> Sorry, that, I'm late. I didn't want to. I come. didn't want to come. I mean, put that on a tote bag. Yeah, Harry. that is most events. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to come. Uh, and then you know, I think it was Evan Ross Katz tweeted it perfectly. Uh, probably one of the funniest five seconds of All Star Season 5 is when she says, my name is Ping, but most people call me Amber. I died. I, I die still watching it if I watch it again. I, it is yeah. that funny. And she, the, the how she delivered it, lip syncing it, knowing what this challenge was going to be, I thought was expertly done. And, and for all of that, she should have won this episode. She should have won this episode because of the, the moment and the story she had. Well, and like just uh, building on what we said before about like Juju's looks and how she doesn't, she's not trying to like reinvent the wheel in terms of what she does. She could have worn this look in season two. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, right. and like this is this is what Juju does, and I think, um, you know, I it's like the opposite of someone wearing something that requires a bit of a story to understand what it is. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, I know what this is. I get this right away, and I love it. I see watermelons. I love it. You know, like. I think that there's something about I think that's what works about Jujubee's maybe simpler drag is that you get it right away. Um it versus get, like Yeah, you get a feeling. You get a yeah, feeling from her. Versus like some of Shay's looks that, you know, I've been like, Oh, I I gotta scramble these letters to figure out this anagram. Like there's a lot to read here, you know, and I think that right. uh well some may say, Oh, you this is so intricate and you've got so much that you've put into it, like there's at a certain point, you'd be like, I don't know where to look. Whereas Jujubee, I knew, I knew just where to look. 
Yeah, it was this. It was just this whole emotion, this whole feeling, this whole, uh, the, just the whole thing together, the whole thing. And in contrast with someone like Cracker, who came out in that badminton look, I have to say, like, looked really great, and was certainly leaning into fashion, which I know for Drag Race recently they've kind of leaned into. Well, we want to make sure that it looks like it could walk down a runway in some other fashion show. And I think that's why it was lauded so much. But I was distracted by the fit of her top, that it was kind of coming off her chest. It just mm. wasn't fitting correctly. Um, but, I, you know, I appreciated that it was very campy. I, I did kind of love that. Uh, yeah, and I, I thought it was really well put together. I liked the kind of, like, Stepford Wives quality to it. I, I liked, you know, that she was she was kind of a an upper crust cracker. And I, mm. I thought that was, that was clever. And it was all like, to me, when I saw that, I was like, Oh yeah, she's safe. This is great. She'll be fine. You know? Okay, great. Top four cracker maybe. But it, it was not, I, it was not giving me the ooh, ah sensation that Mrs. Mateo was won. giving me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could not believe she won this. I did love her crackers. Um, thing uh when she came out as the cousin jocelyn but her friends also or her family also knows her as she's got a lot of nerve showing her face around here after all these years i i mean cracker totally got the tone as well similar to jujube like she got what that whole little monologue was supposed to be because she was supposed to act it out while she was doing it where i feel like blair st Clair, shea coulee and alexis didn't really get Shea Coulee maybe a little bit more than those other two, but they didn't really get that you were supposed to really act this out. Um, the fact that Cracker says, you know, uh, what I brought to the to the party is stuff that I found at a gas station was, you know, a nuanced idea because I feel like I've done that before, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Certainly, it's like when you when you go on vacation and you're like, you get back to the airport, you know, your home airport, and you're like, shit, I got to find something at the Hudson News to get somebody as a gift. It's mm. yeah. Um, I, I, in terms of crackers, you know, uh, uh, surprise cousin or whatever we're calling this, this sort of Carol Kane meets Courtney Love look, I, I liked it. I think the thing for me, sometimes I'm like, some, sometimes cracker kind of mugs for the camera a little bit too much for me. And it's like, yeah. in the lipstick like I could, she did it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could use it like. I could use a little more be and subtle, you know? And so I just think that that's like the one thing that maybe I don't always get on board with Cracker about is like, just because you're like making funny faces. It's like, okay. You know, I just, I don't know. I think I needed some, I think when Cracker's a little more subtle, you know, a drag Stoyevsky, that was clever. I'll give her that. Mm. But um, yeah, when it gets a little like bug eyed and making faces at me, I'm like, oh, is this when I'm supposed to laugh? Okay. Sorry. I see what you mean. I see you what know? you mean. Yeah, there was that. I mean, she had that really good face. During that she's got a lot of nerve showing her face around here. Um, the, what's interesting about Cracker on this episode is the main story we got, which we knew before, is that this is something Cracker is very good at. Ever since she was a kid, because she kind of grew up pretty poor, her mother would take her and her sister to make outfits out of trash. Like, this is something that she's done. And I that's the only real story I got with Cracker this episode, which is why her win was what is how, where did this come come from yeah i i agree i think i think when you're blending the reality show with a competition and like one kind of informs the other i mean 
to that point, I thought we were going to get like the Alexis Redemption episode of like, well, mm. I'll show them as the outcast. I'm going to show them. Um, so it is kind of jarring when the person who we kind of get the least of an emotional connection with this episode ends up winning. It's like, oh, uh, I mean, it is what it is. But I, I think that's something also with Cracker probably the whole season is that I haven't really like there's moments where I'm like, oh, yeah, Miss Cracker. I forgot about her. And not that she's forgettable. I just haven't made like an emotional connection to her quote unquote character, you know? Yeah, I it's interesting because I, I did some brainstorming in my head of the top four stories. Right. Why did they chop Alexis now? Because let's say it was completely produced like they knew Alexis was going to go home, which I don't think it necessarily was. But if if we have this top four, what stories are we seeing? And Cracker to me, isn't doing any better than she did on season 10, performance-wise, right? And I, I'm i kind of like, mm, if I'm going to see you again, it's because I wanted you to do a little bit better because I think Cracker's problem on season 10, and I think she's admitted to this, is that she was in her head a lot and that she could have done more. And I'm not seeing that on this, ep- on this season of All Stars. And it's kind of been a problem for the whole season for a lot of these queens, right? You you kind of you're kind of like, what is All Stars is fine, but what's I can't really put my finger on why I'm not enjoying it as much. And it's because the queens aren't necessarily outperforming. They're not glowing up mm. the way that we kind of wanted them to glow up in maybe in All Stars too. And uh, I think that like I think maybe Shay is in a way, but then it's like, oh yeah, like I, well, Shay and you know, Shay is in a what, way, but I also think Shay is also it. She is, she's playing. She's playing the reality TV side of it really well, mm, really she's, well. She's saying all the right things. She's she's giving Juju B like RuPaul style advice about apply what you're good at uh, to uh, sewing. It's almost too right. It's almost too perfect of an answer like when she said on the runway of like well i you know i think queer people we should treat each other like family it's like that's a great pageant thing to say on the runway it's almost so great that i'm like girl but yeah. but then no, but, but i love that she said it too. i do too i'm not really like digging it i i mean not digging against it what are the, the opposite of digging it i'm not shoveling it but i um not burying it i uh but i, I it just kind of I'm just noticing it. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, Shay's killing the seas in the same way Alaska killed All-Stars 2. But then some of the looks, I'm like, oh, I'm not responding. Ooh, you know? Sorry. I don't think she's killing it like Alaska was doing in season two. I just don't. And we could talk about her in a second. But the kind of the, the, the top four story I had for Shay is that Shay has fucking heart and always was excellent. And in the same breath, I will say she's also underperforming in many ways compared to her season, um, right? Like you think about how she performed in season nine. Like she did have four like, wins. Yeah. Oh, my had... God. Right. Yeah. Um, but I also think that's forgiven because she brings a storyline that has meaning and is ripe for redemption. And like I yeah. think of RuPaul saying they're going to love you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that with Shay and. It, it it was odd. I was shocked when they when she came out on the runway, and I was like, "Oh my! Like what? It, what is this? What oh, the, the, her look that she designed?" And mm-hmm. I'm glad that she wasn't that the storyline wasn't given of like, "Oh, the reason her looks kind of 
her look was under was because she was helping the other girls. I don't think they leaned into that story at all. But I have to say, I, uh, I, this look I did not respond to. It felt, um, okay, here's the biggest problem with Shay's Backyard Bride look. She was blocking 50% of what she actually made with a bouquet of flowers. Mm, yeah, and, and then the veil was kind of covering another like 20% of it. Yeah, I, I agree. I, it was just a lot to look at kind of like the week before. Um, but I think it's no. like maybe, maybe she's not like killing it like Alaska is, but she's getting this energy and this edit of like front runner. This is yes. Shay's race to be. She, there's, a, there's, a, there's sort of a, you know, uh, the, the strongest competitor in the room energy just about how she's portrayed on the show, you know? Um, yes. Yes, I, I certainly feel that. It, she has this kind of like, oh, there's the winner. Whenever they pan to Shay, oh, there's yes. the winner. I mm-hmm. hear you. But this look, Mary, there was no wig moment, which I missed. I think that also didn't help her. Um, I love the mosquito net veil. I really did. I just wish there was like a wig kind of like all up in there. Um, and it, I don't know, it didn't look like it fit her. It was kind of coming off of her, not on purpose. Uh, there wasn't a hem. It looked messily cut. And I know, again, like I'm not a fashion person, but it, I I didn't like the corset. It just all felt very messy to me. And to set up Shay in the beginning of the episode as, oh, I majored in theater costume design. It's like, okay, you should have been red. <laughs> well, and that's usually when they do that, when they when they include that little sound clip. It's almost like this little like, ah, oh, you know, oh, they, like a lot of times that a queen says in act one, oh, this is what I'm good at. And then she's in the bottom. Like that's mm. that's kind of what I was expecting was that this was all setting us up for like, oh, this is where Shay is going to stumble. Like, uh oh, is this when she's going to get sent home? Because Alexis is going to be on the top because she's the outcast, but she's going to, you know, prevail. Um that's what I thought was going to happen. And obviously none of that happened. So um, don't bet on this yeah, horse. Right. It was it was surprising. Um, I did like Shaquita or Little Kiki. I thought that was really cute. And the, the points were had when she made a drag race reference. Right. When she came out with the R.I.P. Grandrea, I was like, OK, she's she gets how to do this reference drag race consistently. Well, yeah, and and even that, like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, again, knock Shay for kind of quote unquote doing the right thing, but there's definitely a lot. It, it's maybe this is what it is. Shay is very well studied. She knows to make references. She did it with looks on the runway. She's done it with like she, she's referred to, you know, last week with the with the rose petals. This week with Grandrea. There's, I just feel like she is. She did her homework before showing up on the season and. I, it's just like really showing and I, it's like again it's hard to knock somebody for that but it's just like wow like these are these are like quintessential the right thing to do uh choices you know yeah I I kind of love it it's it is similar to an Alaska energy where it's like you want this so bad and I want you to have it you know like mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm getting with Shay and even despite you know this kind of messy look maybe two weeks in a row but she I I will give it to her I really did appreciate it even though it might have sound like a pageant answer it was the right time to say it especially now as queer people you know we kind of all have to act as a family. If one of us looks good, then all of us looks good because the opposite of that, Mary is if one of us looks bad, all of us look bad and that's very unfair. And so it's better to think of it as 
hey, let's help each other. As opposed to putting so much pressure on ourselves as individuals to constantly like, you know, live in a straight man's world and follow the rules. It's like, no, instead of thinking like that, which I think is oppressive, I think it's better to take this take of Shays of like, actually, let's let's help each other look good because then all of us will. And I just love that. I love that. I think that, you know, when you are loving instead of thinking about being loved, you eventually get it back. You do get it when you are loving you eventually everybody is loved. Right. Yeah, well, and hopefully it balances out Typhoid Mary on Fire Island making the gays look like a bunch of idiots. Um, right, or the, me- or the meth gala, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, you know, I feel like, I, and maybe this is where I'm, I'm a little like, mm, it, that's a nice idea of like we need to treat each other like family, but that is like not, that is not what happens. Because I feel like, you know, a what that it what that means like what you're saying of like being loving and treating people with love there's just so many fucking gays who are afraid of that and who don't know how to do that and never figured it out and they can only do that after six drinks so i'm like yeah that's a nice idea if you're able to do it and it's like it's really hard if you've got a whole bunch of damage because you've been told for so many years that the way you love is wrong so i'd like i love the ideal of that but I guess there is a little part of me that's like, yeah, but what I've seen in practice is that like the the, on, the only people who bully gays worse than straight people are other gay people. You know, it's like because it's like not only, like because they attack you in your safe space. You know, I don't know. I just I love what Shay is saying, but I, I'm not negating that she's right. I just feel like uh my faith in in that actually happening is not like significant. I see. So you, when she said it, you were a little bit, you were looking at it more pessimistically instead of an and conversation. Because what I'm getting from it is yes, what you're saying. Like, ugh, we see all this goddamn negativity. It's worth saying out loud with a platform on this queer show. Hey, let's help each other look good. I think it's always worth saying. Absolutely. I think Great. it's a it's a good call to action. Absolutely. You shouldn't like yes. not suggest it or like put the seed in people's mind of like, hey, here's a great way to treat each other, you know, treat each other. Um, yeah. But I, I think, yeah, then there's just kind of like it, it's sort of the practice, you know, it's like it's a lot easier, a lot easier to say that than to practice that. Oh, agreed. And I think we see it all the time, especially within the fandom, especially. Oh, oh God. It's yeah. so frustrating. It's yeah. so frustrating. Right. It's um, kind of like at the same time, there's like queers out there sending these queens death threats. It's like, well, I mean, I guess that is family in a way. I guess, you know, we don't no. all get along, but. Um, no. No. Yeah. Well, anyway, Mary, let's take a little break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Blair and Alexis. Oh, yeah. I know them. So Blair St. Clair made the top four. Yeah. Yeah. That is something that happened. Um, yeah. Lost a lot of money on that. I mean, I just, <laughs> uh, I was very surprised. I definitely had a very, a, a big old gay gasp by myself when Roxy pulled out Alexis's lipstick, uh, lipstick, excuse me. I, fully expected Blair to go home. I felt like, I don't know. I, 
why would you send Alexis home? I mean, no, she hadn't won any challenges yet, but she's been great the whole season. Well, I I hate to be that guy, and I'm gonna be that guy, but we, go. we have seen this at towards the end of the competition. <laughs> sure, on All Stars two, All Stars three, All Stars four. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. We saw. I mean, can I we feel, name them? Let's name them. I mean, for me, All Stars two, especially upon rewatch, it's Tatiana. Okay, yes, absolutely. And you could say that the one that made it in that was the Blair was Roxy. Yeah. You didn't expect Roxy to continue, and she did. (laughs) She Uh, was literally telling Queens, send me home. I don't care. Send me home. It's fine. Please. (laughs) I've got got all these shows to catch up on. I just (laughs) want to go home. And she was great. We enjoyed her enthusiasm on it, right? And then season three, season three for me, it was Shangela mm-hmm. getting voted out, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Did you have? Yep. Did, was there anybody else there? No, I think I'm trying to think, but I know I think it was definitely Shangela or that feeling of like, oh, this is our, you know, I, I can't wait to see her in the top two lip sync, and then here we were, yeah, right, right, and then season four, Manila, yep. I, I, yeah, yeah, it was Manila, absolutely. Um, totally. I mean, this is, you're right. This is certainly a twist that happens, uh, in all stars. It's, you know, it, it keeps it interesting, but it was like, I think it's sort of in a larger meta level. It was such a disappointment because Alexis has been such great television this whole season and Blair has been always watching, always watching the camera <laughs> this whole season. And it's just... Like my rib cage can't handle all the cringing. Like oh, I'm, I know. You know, I know. I know, Mary. I mean, I I just have to say this. Looks like that beautiful little bitch Blair got lucky uh, today. The, uh, let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, I just I I feel like when I look back at other challenges, like I'm, I realize, yeah, she wasn't in the bottom. But even looking at Snatch Game, it's like to me, I, I like. Thing, moments like that where you compare Alexis to Blair, I mean, or even even the runway tonight, compare Alexis to Blair. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's not like Blair's, you know, lesbian biker chick from the Midwest was any funnier than than uh, Alexis's oh. former maid. Oh, I know. Well, you know, I will say this because, uh, you know, uh, you're right. And I just want to mention what I got from it. Ugh. <sighs> Which is also kind of why I loved it. But <laughs> so she was giving me Meryl Streep and Ricky and the Flash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or uh-huh. or Charlize Theron and Monster, as Eileen Moore knows. <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah. Like a very cleaned up version. Cause... Yes. Oh, clearly. clearly. Yeah. But yeah, I was Charlie? getting that energy, right? Yeah, totally. But it's like, I, my I girl think, wants to smoke. She's going to smoke. But I feel like it was like what Carson or whoever was saying was like, well, I wanted it to be trashier. It was so, it was like season four when Chad Michaels like roughed it up one week and like mm. put on, you know, black netting and a, and a, you know, a short haircut. And it was like, oh, this is you dirtying it up. Okay. Like, uh. I, I think I'm just. I mean, I guess, you know, I'm just not buying it, Gia. I'm just not like when Blair came I out know. and was doing that, I was like, I'm not buying it. I'm seeing you do this. I know. Versus, you know, like I, being yeah. a character, you know? Oh, totally. I, yes, that I think is a, a perfect reading of this character. I was shocked and I thought about you because I was, I held my breath when she's like, 
Uh, they call me stanky because I can gas up a room real good. And I was like, here it comes. Here it comes. And then she references burping. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I was admittedly relieved, but it was just like, oh, just go. Just go. Take take your farty ass out of here. Just go. Just go. Uh, you know, it's interesting. She she fills a quota because okay so first of all Blair being the Roxy kind of gagging us at the end of the season is a producer edit but also I feel like she's filling this quota for the fandom and I know that sounds kind of mean but I have seen it in so many seasons as a fan myself of Drag Race that there are fans that are no pun intended ga- oh, excuse me there are contestants that are no pun intended gassed up by the fandom because because of the illusion, because they can paint really well, because they're thin, because they're woman, because they're these little, these little beautiful white girls. And I'm not taking that away from Blair. I think it's, I think she paints gorgeously. I think she has an eye for fashion. She could certainly do that. But it, it, for, for me, it fills something of a quota. And I think about RuPaul as a producer talking about Pearl, being like, oh, these kids are just gonna love this beautiful queen. And I think of that with Blair. I'm like, oh, there are so many people that just love her because she's gorgeous. And for me, I need something more. And I know that there's different types of drag, right? Like there's the lethal drag, like what Blair might be serving. But I need the show to last 45 minutes. I I don't want just three minutes, which can be just a lethal beauty queen. But in terms of All-Stars, I mean, like, I get all of that on a main season where there's, like, conversation. I mean, I don't know what happens, but I was, like, you know, about, okay, like, there's some sort of behind-the-scenes decision-making about who goes home that week. But I feel like in the case of, like, the Queens deciding, that's where it's, like, well, it just seems like all bets are off. Like, mm. I think in the sort of larger meta, yeah, I think that Blair, you know, there is certainly a, a fan a fan base for, you know, blonde and white. Um, I just thought Miss Cracker was filling that quota. So to me, I that's where I'm like, well, then I don't understand what were the what's the Queen's decision to keep Blair over Alexis, mm. other than like her not being like them knowing she's not like strong competition or as strong of competition as she thinks she is. Um, I you know what the way I'll think of it, and I don't know the results, right? But I have a feeling that Cracker voted for Alexis. Because Cracker has that season 10 connection with Blair. I also think that uh, Shay voted for Blair because she still doesn't really trust Alexis, perhaps. Uh, I don't know what Jujubee did. Did they show it? They do. They show an untucked. They all vote for Alexis. Except oh, for my God. Alexis. I missed that. Oh, yeah, my Al- God. Yeah. When they go into the bathroom, which I, I stand corrected. <laughs> Has a basin. There is a basin. Yes, there's a I don't basin. know if there's running water, but there's a basin. It's so a powder I, room, Mary. It's a powder it is, room. It is. But I don't know. Is there a toilet? Yeah. Wee <laughs> wee, oui, oui, madame. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm just going to go powder my powder nose. Powder my nose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I believe if, I'm, if I remember, they all voted for Alexis, except for Alexis, who voted for Blair. Okay. And I, I mean, and then, you know, I mean, obviously what we're shown is constantly going back to like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust Alexis. And. I, I, I just really felt so bad for Alexis's episode because it became so clear to me that she wasn't lying, and like 
especially like in, in Act One when she was just like, uh, you know, I know how voting works. I'd have to talk to everyone. Did I talk to you? No. Like mm-hmm. she made her case repeatedly, and I and then I just felt like they wouldn't let it go, yeah. and it was just a bummer because I thought like. I don't know. I just think Alexis is great. And it was really sad to see such a great personality be kind of shunned in her last episode. What I think is very funny about Blair, before I give my thoughts on Alexis more coherently, but with Blair, there was that moment when she was like, oh, I think Cracker might vote me and send me home because she's intimidated by me. And I was just like, Cue Sasha Valor laughing in Alexis Michelle's face. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, you do. I, I, there were those moments in particular where I kind of felt like, I feel like sometimes we see things in this episode that'll be an indication of, of things happening in the next episode. That kind of like Blair got a couple of delusional edit moments, like Cracker yes. kind of questioning her fashion sense and all that. Right. Um, I don't know how in this whole barbecue episode nobody made the joke about anyone being a fashion plate but i'm just put that out there um there there it is but i uh i kind of feel like all of that is telling me that if i guess if we're doing a top three this season it seems that blair is not getting the the long-term edit of someone who's going to actually go to top three i was slightly disappointed when i was like oh it's not a top four (laughs) Yeah, when Rue said we'll carry that over to next week's tip, I was like, next week's tip? Somebody get the check! Get the fucking check! We have till two to pay it. We have till two to pay it, she said. Um, that's best in show. Um, I Yeah, that whole moment when, you know, this is the Blair St. Clair's challenge, and, you know, when I show up to a family function, everyone's like, oh, my God, what are you wearing? Oh, that's just my family. I was like, I you know, and again, sure, maybe she's just, this sweet little awkward goose. And I think that's fine. But what kind of made me roll my eyes is, oh, they're setting her up to go home. And that didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say, I mean, as much as I think I'm onto this show, all of the, all of the narrative tropes that I thought I could trust that would keep Mrs. Mateo in the competition. And then this was her last year at, you know, Woodrow Wilson junior high. Like I just couldn't believe it. Mrs. Mateo, she retired as the nurse. Yeah, yeah Mrs. Mateo retired as, you know, uh, fifth grade teacher plus being the school nurse. Yeah, she, yeah. Left. she, she left. left. She left. She left because there was conflict with some of the other teachers. Well, she didn't agree with the Neosporin shit. She was like, this is ridiculous. You mean I can't put Neosporin on a, on a wound? Uh, she didn't want to teach my side of the mountain one more year. <laughs> no, and I respect that. And I feel like, you know, M- Mrs. Cooley or maybe Mrs. Cooley because it's a junior high school. Like she's sort of the home ec teacher <laughs> teaching everyone how to sew. And then Jujubee's Ms. B. She's the math teacher, Ms. B. Ms. B, Ms. B. Yo, Ms. B. Everyone loves Ms. B. Oh, you think she's the math teacher? I think she's the science teacher because of her love of cats. Yeah. Well, she teaches seeing. about the conversion of like inches to centimeters. Just, I learned that in math class. And so I just decided mm. that she was like, you know, she was like fun and she made calculus interesting. I don't know. Oh, Ms. interesting. Interesting. Miss B, Miss B. B. Yeah. She'd what let about... you do extra credit, you know. And then Blair is kind of like a student teacher or yes. perhaps she's like the the substitute, the permanent substitute, right? She's the permanent substitute because... <laughs> 
Yeah, because Mrs. Farrah is on maternity leave. Yeah, yeah, Miss Saint Clair. <laughs> Miss Saint, yeah, Miss Saint Clair. It's Miss Saint Clair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had. I remember having like young teachers when I was because I went to a K to eight Catholic school. So I remember in like seventh grade having like Miss Garrett, and she was just and she's probably like twenty seven, and I remember she used to mm. smoke cigarettes and oh. um and she just seemed like a cool. I was like, oh, you're. She had an Ally McBeal quality. That would be like she, she had was very Callista Flockhart in nineteen ninety seven realness. Um, Interesting. Uh, the the this I never noticed. Uh, this is terrible of me, but whatever. I was a gay kid. Um, I never noticed the female student teachers. I always noticed the male student teachers and I every single year every single year would would have a crush on them and then didn't understand why halfway through the year they would leave but it's because their semester was over right but I didn't get that as as a you know 12 year old uh but yeah I always crushed hard I don't remember their names but I always crushed hard on the student teachers all the way through high school oh yeah yeah I knew they were like 22 you know yeah they're like they're hot and they're older, but they're not too old. And there's a sense mm-hmm. of authority, but a sense of they get they they get what the kids are into. Mm. Oh God, mm. yeah. But you know what's so funny now is now that I'm like 35, I look at like a young student teacher and I'm like, oh my God, that baby. You know, like it's just <laughs> n- none of that authority reads to me. I just think, oh, oh, look at that eager twink. Look at that Teach for America graduate. Bless, bless, bless. Oh God, don't get me started on Teach for America, Mary. Don't get me started. <laughs> All right, so Alexis Mateo, Mrs. Mateo, she goes home. I got to say, there were some moments that I think I continued, BSA moments, if you will. So sure. So I'll save the best for last. So she says, to, she says, I think she says it in the workroom to the girls. She's like, you know, I was thinking, what would you wear to a barbecue that RuPaul invited you to? The most. The most. <laughs> That was a great answer. The most. <laughs> the most. Um, <laughs> but really, the the BSA moment for me, and I don't know if you caught this, but RuPaul was introducing the challenge. And uh-huh. she uh-huh. says, like, oh, you know, it's your cousin, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you have to create your barbecue, backyard barbecue look, blah, blah, blah. And then Alexis, it gets stepped on. And she awkwardly throws it in there. She's like, I love barbecue. Yeah. Well, the camera pans across the girls and it like leaves her when she's in the middle of the word barbecue. It's like, I love barbecue. And I just, I love that. I love barbecue. That, and it was, it was great. I, I also love barbecue. So um, now here's, here's the important question. If you were going to a barbecue, would you also bring potato salad? That seems to be everyone's joke. What would you bring to a barbecue? Okay, well, I have brought I'm a vegetarian, right? So I'm I usually have to feed myself when I go to a barbecue. I usually have to bring what I would eat. So I'm often having to bring veggie burgers and then I bring tin foil just in case so that they don't cook the veggie burgers on the same, you know, grill as the the meat, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I have made packies and I know that they're not called that, but I've made packies before. Uh, do you know what packies are? I we had them at, at uh, D's, at D's yes. house, but maybe Dean Angela, yes. Dean Angela's. But if for the Marys who don't know what a packy is, what's ma- <laughs> what's packy? It's not even called that. But uh, so, well, even more so, <laughs> no one is going to know what you're talking about except so, me because I had it. <laughs> yes, a packy is what uh, you know you put inside your pants, and it's a fake dick. No, a yeah. packy is uh, so you take a piece of tin foil, like you know a square perhaps, and then you put. Cut up potatoes, peppers, some onions, you know, any sort of little veggies. 
in there maybe and you you season it really really well and then much like a baked potato you you just kind of crunch the tinfoil together and make this little packy make this little hunk of hunk of veggies and potatoes mm-hmm. right and then you mm-hmm. put that on the grill and it takes about like 25 30 minutes to cook and it is a great side and you could put any veggies you want in there you can get potatoes okay mary you get potatoes yeah. at a barbecue and they're very interested. easy yeah, then, you know, they're very easy to make. But, yeah, so what I have brought, one of my favorite things that I have brought on the 4th of July barbecue or even a Memorial Day barbecue, uh, I have made with skewers instead of shish kebabs with meat, I make kebabs but with berries, and I, pu- I put them out on a like a, a sheet or a plate, uh, and I... I arrange the berries to look like the American flag. Oh, you're that girl. I knew you were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the yeah. white is the white is banana. The red is obviously uh, strawberries or raspberries. And then the blue is blueberries. 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 <laughs> Blueberry. <laughs> yes. So that's usually what I bring to a barbecue. I'll either bring a Packies or veggie burgers or I'll bring some sort of fruit because, you know, I'm usually the only gay one. Um, so why not bring fruit from the fruit? Yeah. Well, I don't know what these these straight barbecues are you're going to, but. Uh, well, when I, I was tend- a teacher, you know. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, I'm a, I would either like to bring an appetizer or a dessert. I like I don't want to bring a main too much pressure. I don't want to be responsible mm. for the meat. Right. Uh, I but I love the idea of bringing a fun appetizer like a spin on something like it's pigs in a blanket but it's a pretzel crust you know <laughs> or some shit like that like I just can I incorporate pretzels um <laughs> and a dessert I like a kind of like something you can slice into a bar I think that feels people are always excited about a bar you know mm. we'll, 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 you could we'll just square something yeah, yeah, you just snack yeah. On it. something easy. put it on a little napkin on your hand yeah sure sure. Well, Mary, uh, Alexis Mateo, uh, if, if there's anything else you want to say about her and this episode, because certainly my BSA is I love barbecue, but mm-hmm. I didn't love the ex-housekeeper thing. And I think it didn't help that she was last. Um, yeah. But at the same yeah. time, I don't think it was that funny. But that look, Mary, I... How could you send, you know, and I think I said this to somebody on Twitter, the fact that Alexis went home looking like that erases any villain edit she was going to get. Totally. Because that's a, that's a robbed moment. I mean. Yes. She, she was wearing a kiddie pool. I mean, it was just. I know. The drag of it. The, the driggity drag of it. It was just something um you know just a quick thought on uh because i would be remiss to not mention this and then another thing related to this queen is jujubee's look reminded me of zebra striped gum remember zebra stripe oh, like, yikes reminded stripes. Me of that, like yikes stripes who isn't it yikes stripes is oh i always it... called it i always called it zebra stripe gum zebra stripe i thought it was yikes stripes yikes i'm looking it up now yikes. i am yes, too yikes stripe gum yeah Fruit stripe gum? Well, I mean, I know oh, it is Oh, fruit stripe gum, but I... Oh, maybe it's because... Oh, you know what? It is fruit stripe gum. 
And I, in the commercial, it was always, yikes, stripes, or yipes, stripes. Yes. Oh, okay. yeah, because it says, um, yipes in action, tattoos. Oh, my God. So it's not called zebra stripe. It's called fruit stripe. I've been calling it zebra stripe all these years. That's um, right. It's, uh, those, mm. that's, those aren't French kids that you're hearing. Um, yeah, that's fruit stripes. <laughs> now, I also just want to mention I, the 11th finger of Drag Race. Oh, yes. Thank you, uh, Sister Mary. Who was Skyler. it? Skylar. Oh, Skylar. Ugh. Fabulous. So, I mean, and I and I feel like it's what was so great about this because it's a great moment at the beginning where Shay is saying, like, what happens in the dark will come out in the light. And Juju B's finger comes out from, like, the edge of the screen and taps Shay and says, thank you. And Yes. It, now, Mary, wait. Before you go any further, you have to explain what Fingers of Drag Race are because many oh, of our right. don't know. It's an iconic episode of All Right, Mary. I might be a Patreon iconic? episode. Oh, is it iconic? That's so iconic. Oh, I have it, so many nuanced so thoughts iconic. about BB Rexa. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I'll yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I want you to do my makeup. Okay, we're going to talk about um, that later. We will. But we will. We will. That'll be a nuanced conversation. But Fingers of Drag Race, I don't know when we did this uh, in the Recently. last year or so. Yeah. But we did an episode of the top 10 Fingers of Drag Race. And it was, you know, Michelle going, no, with the finger. It was Cheryl Hole's little finger in the water ad. I mean, I don't want to give them all away. Just go listen to the. I'm pretty sure it's a Patreon episode. So if you're oh, that curious, yeah. this I is say, your time. I, yes. I don't want to give away the. I mean,. I'll, we have to talk about. I'll give them one more. I'll give them one more. How about give them that? one more? Okay, give them because one more. I feel like people are going to talk about it. But the, what what we're talking about is like when Nina Bonita Brown in the season nine reunion mm-hmm. is agreeing and she gives that point right, mm-hmm. made famous mm-hmm. by Lee Dawson, I believe. Mm-hmm. It, it's that made famous it's, by Nina Bonita Brown. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. But. Lee's love for Nina Bonita Brown also helped. I think people realize, like, oh, this was a fucking queen that got shit on her season. She was uh, brilliantly talented. Um, I fucking love Nina Bonita Brown. Um, but that's the kind of finger we're talking about. Uh, yeah. There's many, there's there's many, many more. And we did a, a top ten countdown. The honorable mention, which I think this one will probably perhaps uh, be add to the honorable mention list, but it was Alexis Michelle fishing out oh. the, 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 the ball, right? The mac and cheese uh, ball the from the marinara. Yes, yeah. Yes. Um, so if you do want to hear all about these infamous fingers of drag race, it's just patreon.com slash all right, Mary it's there. <laughs> it's, it's a moment. It's a cultural reset, frankly. Um, <laughs> but I just, I felt like if we didn't mention that, uh, I would be, I'd be, devastated so so there it is fabulous fabulous well let's talk about this lip sync and then maybe you know we'll wrap it up if you will yeah yeah um so one last time by ariana grande i think this is a great song mary the word the lyrics of this song are problematic i do you know why i didn't even hear them i was i was they're problematic for you they're only problematic for you because there's there's I'm listening song. It happens twice where she says, I know I should have fought it. <laughs> I know I should have fought it. <laughs> and what is she? But fighting? it sounds it sounds like oh. is saying, I know I should have farted. <laughs> Do not agree. Oh, no, not that. I uh, I'll have to listen oh. again. Well, oh. you know. I'm so glad that Roxy Andrews did not take an opportunity to lean into that uh, misheard mm. lyric. Mm. I will say this. We mentioned it earlier that Roxy Andrews is 
an absolute joy in All Stars 2. From like go to woe, no matter how she does in the in the season, she is such a joy to watch. Roxy Andrews Ava Perone is one of my favorite things in this whole series. Just robbed. Robbed the way Completely. Jada the way Jada Essence Hall was robbed in the Madonna Rusical. Roxy oh. was robbed in that. I stand by it. I stand you think by. Jada it. was robbed in People the Madonna are musical. That, that Jan was, or that um, Crystal Method was robbed. And I understand all of that, and I agree. I think that they did great. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love. But if Jada you go back, out, yes, I know. I know. It's. <laughs> it is like I had zero doubt she was going to win the whole thing at that point. I was what like, did this she is say? a. Oh my God! What did she say? She oh. says, uh, "I made a video in Paris." Oh yeah, I made a video in Paris. It's just. <laughs> It was so fucking good. And so, and it's like, I just feel the same way about that as I do about Roxy as Ava Perone. But I, I, what, she's such a joy. She just, she has such, like, for, for someone who was such a villain on season five, it, I'm so glad that she's just such a ball of sunshine now when she appears on this show. And I hope that's how people remember her because I was very yes. happy to see Roxy. Yes, um, I have I have more nuanced thoughts on what these lasses are. That's what I'm calling the lip sync assassins lasses mm-hmm. because I think lip sync assassin is uh, hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but she Cracker got schooled by Roxy Andrews. And I know people are trying to say like, well, Cracker, she was dancing and all Roxy did was strip. It's like, yeah. All Roxy did was strip Mary, mm-hmm. and it was <clears throat> phenomenal. That's all she needed to do. She kind of like took the took the song. She knew how to win this. She made it kind of funny. This is yeah. like the song to like dance to and kind of take too seriously. That's what Cracker did. Cracker is not a dancer. At least, I mean, maybe she's a great dancer, but like that's not what cracker does so cracker why didn't you lean into the funny here i was surprised mm, i yeah i right I, I could have seen her doing a more performative version of this totally i feel like roxy there maybe there was a part of me that expected roxy to really like go off but then like when i watched it and i was like oh, okay it was a little more of a tame performance but then when i watched it again there's that one moment where she's like blocking cracker and then she spins and keeps blocking her yes. like on the right down right of the stage and i was like God, that is so good. Like Roxy, I think in terms of stage presence and um, the way she did that first reveal, that like staccato way she opened that thing, mm. I was like, oh, that was good. I mean, yes. yeah, she, could she have done more? Maybe. I'm sure Roxy can do a lot more, she but she did a lot. So, she had so much confidence. She had, she, when, she, when you saw her next to Cracker, like, especially when she was blocking Cracker, it very much looked like a Rue girl blocking a local queen. And I know that sounds shady as fuck, but in that moment, that's how much confidence Roxy had and how little Cracker had, in my opinion. It was like a Rue girl blocking me. It was like, it was just a, yeah. I mean, it was like, who's, you need a wristband if you want to be on the stage, Mm -hmm. sweetie. Mm Because, yeah. Uh, Roxy Andrews was here and indeed made it clear I I was I I would I was so happy because I love that everyone was like it's Trinity it's got to be Trinity Trinity where's Trinity and then it was like I hadn't even considered Roxy Andrews but Ugh. yeah she's I don't know I was just, I I love Roxy ever since All Stars two I just uh, I'm always into more Roxy Andrews mm-hmm. same uh, so Mary predictions for the next episode I, for me Blair better be next with this comedy challenge but they might you know kick us off of the pass and send Shay home. That might be the actual gag. Oh my gag. God. <clears throat> I mean, have we not been through enough this year? You know, like that would just not be good. Like, I'm sorry, but I, 
I cannot go to the end with both Cracker and Blair. Like, I feel like Juju is safe. I'd like to believe Juju's going to win next week. I think this is, you know, right on her alley. And I would love to see her have another win under her belt. I'd love to see Juju lip sync again. I'd love to see her win the lip sync. So that's what I'm going to hope for. But my prediction is, is, yeah, that Blair will... I, I mean, you know, the the preview kind of edits it to show that Blair is doing well in her rehearsal with Ross and Jane Krakowski. I mean, I have my own thoughts on what we saw. We'll talk about that in nuance. Uh-huh. I was like, um, oh, that's, that's kind of a dumb joke, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a joke. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know about Jujubee. I think I would actually welcome cracker killing next episode just to just to further kind of allow cracker a space so that it isn't just a clear cut Shay versus juju in the end uh i, I want to keep it interesting so i am kind of hoping that we get comedy from cracker and it's like okay great we get comedy from cracker well, so this is we'll it's not like cracker is trail she has two wins under her belt juju has one Shay has two i mean she shouldn't have had this one i feel like juju b should have won this one or even alexis right but probably not alexis and then what was the other one that cracker won cracker won oh god i'm and she lip-synced against uh right, I know she won. morgan and oh, she won the the improv challenge with the with the groups with the the right. GMZ. And, she won GMZ. And Jujubi could have won that one easily as mm-hmm. well. I, you know, so I I'm kind of like, well, uh... there's well, who you want to win isn't always who's gonna win. You know, <laughs> um, so I think that like if we're just looking at like you know track record report card, I mean, Cracker is technically a front runner with Shay, and Jujubi would be the one trailing behind. Mm. So that's why I want to see Juju win next week. So that way all three of them can go to the finale with two wins under their belt. And then it's a level playing field. Got it. And who is your BSA this week? Oh, of course it's Juju B. The moment that she said I folded it in half in that like edge of tears laughing moment, I was like, this is this is what I'm here for. But I mean, best like best supporting Alexis, who always has a nod every week. I... I kind of loved her in the beginning. I mean, I, I got so much talking through tears and there was something really amazing how, how she said, I'm embarrassed. Like it was just such a, oh, it was such a great note. Like she just was giving me all the drama I needed in act one. So mm. Uh, mm. yeah. Uh, and, you know, special mention to, you know, Rosie and Renee, <laughs> RuPaul's sisters. Oh my God. We'll talk about them in new ones. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Not enough. Not, not enough. enough. Not, not enough. enough on the main episode. We got them on Untucked and that's it. I'm just like, oh, we needed so much more. <laughs> I know. I know. I, need, I needed so much. I had so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, Marys, if you have any thoughts, any thoughts at all on this episode, you can reach out to us at All Right Mary on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or tasteofreality.com slash allright-mary. You can also email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can find me, Johnny, uh, on Twitter at johnnyalso1 or on Instagram at johnnyalso. And you can, of course, hear more of me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance, or you can find me on Best Supporting Podcast, celebrating Best Supporting Actresses. And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And you can find more of both of us, including Nuance, the weekly after show, and our coverage of Canada's Drag Race, and occasionally, or like twice a month, an Only Mary's episode, if you're an Only Mary, 
uh, so a shit ton of content every week uh, just by going to patreon.com slash allrightmary. Love it. And Mary, who are we donating to this week? Well, uh, as our Marys know, every week this season, we are donating a portion of our, our Patreon proceeds to support an organization uh, that is uh, continuing the Black Lives Matter movement and continuing that conversation. And we are just helping to support that and um, help give you folks uh, more ideas of how you can de- donate and support as well. And so this week we are donating to Campaign Zero. Uh, Campaign Zero is a project of the nonprofit organization We the Protesters. Funds donated to Campaign Zero support the analysis of policing practices across the country, research to identify effective solutions to end police violence, technical assistance to organizers leading police accountability campaigns, and the development of model legislation and advocacy to end police violence nationwide. So if you are interested in donating in as well, we have the link in the description, but you can also just go to joincampaignzero.org. Thank you so much, Colin. And uh, make sure, Marys, that you check out uh, the description in our episode, because if you missed any of the others, uh, we're keeping a whole list of all the places we're donating to. So if you want to catch up, feel free to look there. Our last chance lip sync this week is in honor of Bam, Sickening No, Alexis Mateo, Mrs. Mateo, if you're Mrs. nasty. Mrs. Mateo, Mrs. Mateo. <laughs> Senorita Mateo in, in yeah. Puerto Rico. Senora um, Mateo, she's a married yeah, woman. Senor- <laughs> that's right, that's right, Senora. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Mateo, Mrs. Mateo, I hurt my knee. All right, it's all right. All right. You're 26. Okay, you're 26. Um, so, uh, just in honor of people talking too much fucking shit about her, I thought, why not? I love this song. It's a new bop. Uh, maybe not new in terms of when it came out, but it's it's called "Blah" by Mariah, and it is. One of those songs that'll keep you dancing, Mary. And I think that, you know, that's important these days is just remember to dance sometimes. So enjoy Blah, think about Alexis, and keep the Blahs away, folks. Yeah, and we'll be Blah, Blah, Blahing away in Nuance. So we'll see you there. Blah, Blah, Blah. Para que lo sepa del primero Me hubiera dado cuenta si tú fuera un caballero No me impresionarás hablando de dinero Como si el amor se comprara en un cajero siempre pago mi cuenta Yo solo la pago